Morning. Good to see you this morning. Open with me to Romans chapter 3, looking at verse 21 through 26, and put focus on 22 through 24 this morning. I've simply entitled my message today, Justification by Faith. Justification by Faith. Um, You know, there's things that we do in this life, and there's different ways of doing them. Uh, There's various ways that we can uh, uh, do different things. I remember growing up discovering that my grandfather, my maternal grandfather, um, did something quite unique. Uh, He had a unique way of putting on a T-shirt. All of his T-shirts were always folded wrong side out. And he would put his T-shirt on by sticking his arms in first, coming over his head, and doing that, and it would pull the shirt down. It was the coolest thing, you know, I mean, for an eight-year-old boy, you know, you go, wow, that's kind of interesting, you know. I don't put my shirts on that way, you know, but I thought it was kind of interesting. Nevertheless, as an eight-year-old boy, I I was a tangled mess by doing that, all right? It just was. Uh, But there's there's different ways of putting on a T-shirt, I didn't really have a different way of putting on a T-shirt, but I have a different way of getting to the process, all right? My boys were amazed by it when they also were eight, nine years old. Uh, that was putting on the shirt, and I unfolded it, and I had it by the shoulders like that. I threw it up in the air and caught it by the tail, you know? And, and then I take it, put it over my head, and put it in, you know? Well, let me tell you something. My boys went, do that again. And so I did. Took it by the shoulders. I flipped it up in the air, caught it by the tail, it fell down, threw it over my head. Mesmerized, okay? All right? Different ways of putting on a shirt. All right? That's just all there is. But I want you to know that justification comes by one means, and it comes by the grace of God. There's no other way to be justified by God except by His grace through faith in His Son, Jesus Christ. And that's where Paul is running to here. He is opening up the door and will be explaining for the next couple of chapters uh, uh, justification by faith alone in Christ alone. And so we're going to kind of touch on that today, if you will, and talk about justification by faith. I want to mention three things about justification. Uh, and First is, is that justification is needed by everyone. Justification is needed by everyone. Secondly, I want us to understand that justification answers the dilemma of sin. It answers the dilemma of sin. And thirdly, I want us to know that justification is absolutely, totally, and completely free. It costs us nothing. It costs us nothing. So first, let's look at the text that justification is needed by everyone. Verse 21, but now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. 
as a summary statement of the entire argument that he has been making since chapter 1. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. This is a true statement for all mankind. You know, people tend to try to distinguish themselves. We, we try to distinguish ourselves in this life. Uh, we get different hairstyles, all right? Uh, you know, I mean, I, I look out. I'm encouraged that there are more and more shiny heads. Uh, I'm encouraged that some people do not need the likes of hair to be just downright handsome, okay? It's just not a necessity for some of us. Some of you have bumps on your head that you need to never let anybody see. Divots, all kinds of things. But we distinguish ourselves oftentimes by hairstyles. One I have noticed coming back among men has me very disturbed about the future of our society. Those of you who grew up in the 80s know that they are bringing back the mullet. Heavens to Betsy. I just I can't, even, I can't even grasp why anybody ever thought that was a good idea. Okay? Business in the front, party in the back is what they always said. No. Why do they always bring back the insane thing? but people want to distinguish themselves by hairstyles. We wear different clothing. Uh, we distinguish ourselves. I mean, you can tell uh, if someone's goth. You can tell if someone's, uh, what, what do they call them, preppy or something like that. What, what do they call them nowadays? I don't even know, okay? I need to get me a new uh, cultural dictionary so that I will know what it is, you know. I mean, you know, you got your yuppies and stuff like that. I don't think they use that term anymore. We wear different kinds of clothing. Some of us are smarter in our apparel, and we wear cargo pants because you can carry more stuff. I mean, you can carry snacks in your pants right here, you know. We distinguish ourselves by the clothing we wear. Some people even mark their bodies with tattoos and distinguish themselves in that way in an effort to set themselves apart and express themselves. But when it comes to justification, there's no distinction. We're all sinners. There's no distinction. We share this one thing absolutely that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Everyone that has ever been born, everyone that ever will be born shares this. There is no distinction. Everyone has sinned. Everyone needs justification. 
this being established in the last three chapters of Romans. We need an answer to the dilemma of that falling short. We need an answer how do we overcome that sinfulness, that falling short? How is that taken away? The first answer is that we don't overcome it. Christ does. The Father does. The gospel of Jesus Christ invites us to trust in Jesus for forgiveness of sins. The gospel call that goes out when you hear the gospel, it's an invitation to believe him, to trust in him for forgiveness of sin. Regeneration uh, to make alive. Regeneration makes makes it possible to respond to the invitation. Because the truth of the matter is, we are all dead in our trespasses and sins. Regeneration is God making us alive and hearing the gospel, making us alive to believe. Dead things can't do anything. In conversion, we do respond by trusting Jesus for forgiveness of sins and repenting of our sins. So we have the gospel call, we have regeneration, we have uh, the result of, of that conversion, faith, and repentance, and trusting Jesus only. And when we Go through that, hear the gospel, respond to the gospel in faith. There's a need then to apply the redemption that comes through Christ Jesus to us. That's called justification. It's the application of being born again, being saved. It's applying the price he paid to us, and that is through faith. How's it applied? It's applied by God responding to our faith, of God doing what he promised to do. And that is to declare our sins forgiven. He says that those who fall short are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ. Jesus, the end of, or the middle of 25, to be received by faith. To be received by faith. 
Him declaring our sins to be forgiven must be a, a, a legal declaration in relation to God's laws that we break, that we can't live up to. And that legal declaration is stating uh, that we are completely forgiven and no longer liable for punishment. That's great news. Forgiven of all of our sin, past, present, and future. And not liable to pay a penalty for those sins. So justification is a legal declaration by God. It's not an ongoing process. But it's a one-time declaration by the judge of everything. He declares us righteous on the basis of faith that he gives. Declaration is that a sinner is now righteous by grace through faith. Here's a sweet part too, though. I mean, all of it's beautiful. But the declaration is irrevocable. He will not revoke it. When he justifies us, it's done. The closest thing that we have to that in our society, I believe, is a presidential pardon. The President of the United States often pardons criminals. Some have been convicted. Some have committed uh, crimes. And they've yet to be convicted or tried. But the president can pardon them. And do you know what happens when that pardon is handed down? No one can bring those charges against them. Ever. Done. No other judge can charge the pardoned. So God declares us just in his sight. Sinners are justified by his grace. I want you to understand two parts of this declaration, this justification. First, God declares we have no penalty to pay for our sin. We have no penalty to pay for our sin. Didn't we just sing that? Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. He paid it all. There's no penalty left to pay. 
There's no part of the tab we can pick up. He bore all our sin and all our shame. He bore it on Himself on the cross. Our past sins, our present sins, our future sins. There's not a sin in your future that you will commit and Jesus say, ah, I'm taking my justification back. It's not going to happen. Some of y'all ought to grin over that because we're prone to wander. We're prone to be that way. There's nothing, and that's not a license to sin either. We'll get to that in future texts. But God declares we have no penalty to pay. All of our sins have been included in justification. Now, there are indeed consequences to sin, to past sins and present sins and future sins. There are indeed consequences, some of them quite heavy. Some of them you don't want to experience. But I want you to know There's no penalty to pay. Jesus paid it, and he paid it all. I I, I want us to know that our sins are totally forgiven. Have you trusted in Jesus Christ alone? I'll take that as a yes. If so, your sins are totally forgiven. Somebody smile, because that's good. That's great news. Totally forgiven. He will not bring them to bear on you. And you do not have to pay anything. But justification does not stop at our sins being forgiven. If that were so, our problem, the dilemma of sin, would not be solved completely. If only the forgiveness of sin is part of justification. What that does is it makes us morally neutral. Like Adam was before the fall. He had done nothing right nor wrong to commend him before God. 
He was not guilty before God, but he also had no record of righteousness before God. So forgiveness is not enough to earn us favor with God. There still needs to be this movement from moral neutrality to having a positive righteousness. In other words, a life of righteousness, a righteousness of a life of perfect obedience to him. We don't have that in ourselves, even if our sins are forgiven. We don't have a perfect obedience to him to bring to bear and say, Lord, give me favor in this. And you know what? We never can have that apart from the second aspect. And the second aspect of justification by faith is, uh, is that God must declare us righteous in his sight. And forgiving our sin does not do that. He does this by imputing the righteousness of Christ in us. So the first aspect, all sin forgiven. Second aspect, the imputation of righteousness that is not our own, but becomes our own. It's his. It's the righteousness of Christ, the one who walked in perfect obedience. So I have nothing to add. I have no righteousness of my own to bring and pair up with Jesus. When I do that in my thinking about justification, I pollute the second aspect. I pollute it. In other words, God thinks of Christ's righteousness as belonging to us. Imputation has been seen is seen three times. We've seen it as we've gone through this. First, when Adam sinned, what happened? His sin was imputed to us. His sin was passed on to all mankind. I didn't have to do anything to be a sinner. Adam did it first. The second time we see imputation is when Jesus suffered and died for our sins, our sin was imputed to Christ. It was laid on him. 
God thought of it as belonging to him. And he paid the penalty for it. And here we see it the third time. In the doctrine of justification. Christ's righteousness is imparted to us. And God sees his righteousness as belonging to us. Sinners are justified by his grace, by his goodness. I just don't know how to take that except in gratitude and trust. There's no one who is deserving of the salvation that he gives. None. And because of that, when we come to him by faith and he justifies, he sets us free. Free to righteousness. Justification answers the dilemma of sin. It doesn't keep us from sinning. It's not an internal change that takes place because of justification. We believe, and He credits it to us as righteousness. It's a legal. Declaration. It's not an internal transformation. He has declared it apart from that. It's declared. It's done. It's settled. Don't hear me saying that those who are justified do not change. I believe the whole counsel of Scripture teaches us very clearly that those who are in Christ and those who have been saved and those who have been justified are clearly sanctified and absolutely will be glorified. But justification is not speaking of an internal change. It's speaking of a declaration by God who is the only one who can make such a declaration. And it's not on the basis of how good you are. It's not on the basis of anything that you bring to God. Because the only thing we bring is sin. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It's the only contribution that we have. And that is laid on him on the cross. 
But lastly, justification is free. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by His grace as a gift. As a gift. We are completely unable to earn this favor from God, this favor of righteousness. We can't earn it. We can't earn the forgiveness and we can't earn the righteousness because Jesus paid it all. It's a gift by his grace. And his grace is another term, unmerited favor. It's not by any works of the law. If any of our works, if any merit of ours was considered for justification, there would be varying degrees of justification. This would destroy the heart of the gospel. That salvation is by God's grace. There are not very varying degrees of justification. There is one degree of justification. God making the declaration. And any who are justified are no more justified than the other. The man who has great wealth, who is justified, has no more justification than the one who sits in poverty under a bridge. He has justified us completely who have believed on him in faith. There's nothing we can add to Christ's sacrifice, to what Jesus Christ has done. We can't follow a law. We can't bring any other righteousness of our own. Instead, justification is by faith. And even faith is a gift of God. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. What's not of yourself? Well, grace isn't of you, and faith isn't of you. He makes us alive to believe. He gives us and grants us the faith to believe. Why faith? Why are we justified by faith and not justified by joy? Or justified by contentment. Or justified by wisdom. Why aren't we justified by humility? Because faith is the exact opposite of depending on ourselves. 
It's the exact opposite of depending on ourselves. I trust you. I believe you. Romans chapter 4, verse 6, it says this. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. And how has that happened? Faith. Faith alone. How does this apply to us? How does such a message apply to the world at large and to us as believers? Let me give you a couple of things. First of all, the doctrine of justification gives genuine hope to unbelievers. Genuine hope to unbelievers, to all who hear the gospel and believe on him. There's genuine hope for forgiveness of sin. Genuine hope. And standing before God one day and him saying, why are you here? It's Christ. It's only Christ. The second thing is this. That we have, and we'll get to this a little more as we go, but we have been liberated to live in righteousness. <laughs> we have been liberated to live in righteousness. Justification forgives us of all of our sin and imputes the righteousness of Christ on us. What we see in our salvation is a continual bent toward his righteousness and living in his righteousness. And lastly, I like this one. God will never make us pay the penalty. There's not a payment, another payment due. He's not going to take vengeance on past sins. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Whatever horrible things you did, before you came to Christ, I want you to know He's not going to make you pay a penalty for those things. He's not going to bring His vengeance to bear on you. There's no debt to pay anymore. By the way, you still have to get that mortgage paid for. The car note, whatever else you got going, whatever debts you need to pay those. He didn't pay those debts. 
He paid the debt of your sin. It's done. Y'all remember the first time you ever paid off a car? I mean, some of you are cash buyers. Good for you, okay? I got to spread it out a little bit. I remember the first time. That note, I mean, that note was horrendous. And I mean, you're paying for that thing for like three, four, five years. I mean, today they're financing it. I think you can, you know, finance it until you die. I don't know. Don't do that. But you come to that last one, that last note. I remember writing that check out. I remember paying that debt off a few times. That was the best money I ever spent. That last note. It's kind of like, yes, this is going to free up cash flow. All these different things. Just liberating. It's mine. If you're in Christ, breathe easy. Go ahead and breathe easy now because there's nothing you can pay. There's no payment left. It's all paid in full, free and clear. Grace upon grace from the Lord Jesus Christ poured out by the Father to you. He did it in His love for you. And there's nothing that can separate you from His love. You have been justified. You are being sanctified, and praise God. Those who are justified will indeed, absolutely, without question, be glorified. Trust in Jesus Christ alone. He does all the work. One last thing. It is irrevocable. He will not change his mind. He will keep you for all eternity. If he has justified you, you are justified forever. Trust him completely. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this gift. We receive many gifts in this life, but nothing like this. Nothing that lifts the weight of sin off of our back. Like this declaration, it's done. It's complete. It's absolute. Nothing no other gift in this life 
can grant us favor before you. Except one that relies upon the righteousness of perfect obedience that is only found in Jesus Christ. So Lord, let our faith be true. Let our trust be only in Jesus. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.